Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives of famous individuals on the day they passed away. Today we're delving into the extraordinary life of George Harrison, a legendary musician and cultural icon whose impact on music and popular culture is truly immeasurable. Today marks the 22nd anniversary of his death. So without any further ado, let's dive into the extraordinary early life of George Harrison. Part 1 Early Years and the Beatles' Rise, 1943-1962 George Harrison, born on February 25, 1943, in Liverpool, England, was the youngest of four children in a humble, music-loving family. His early years in the post-war period were marked by economic challenges, but also by a rich cultural environment that fostered his musical interests. At a young age, George developed a passion for the guitar, finding solace and expression in music amidst a backdrop of a recovering Britain. In his teenage years, Harrison attended the Liverpool Institute for Boys, where he met Paul McCartney. This meeting proved pivotal. McCartney introduced Harrison to John Lennon, who led a skiffle group called the Quarrymen. Despite being younger than other members, George's talent and dedication to music impressed Lennon, leading to his inclusion into the band. The Quarrymen's music evolved from the skiffle rock and roll, mirroring the shifting musical landscape of the late 1950s. As the Quarrymen transformed into the Beatles with the addition of Ringo Starr, they began honing their craft in the clubs of Liverpool and Hamburg, Germany. This period was crucial for Harrison's development as a guitarist. He absorbed diverse musical influences from rock and roll to R&B, refining his technique and style. The Beatles' residency in Hamburg, characterized by long, demanding performances, was particularly formative for the young guitarist. Back in Liverpool, the Beatles' growing popularity led to a residency at the famous Cavern Club. Their performances attracted the attention of Brian Epstein, a local record store owner who became their manager in 1962. Epstein professionalized the band, trading their leather jackets for suits and ties, and securing a record deal with EMI's Parlophone label. Harrison's role in these early years was more than just that of a guitarist. He also contributed vocals and began to show an interest in songwriting. His first recorded songwriting credit with the Beatles came with Don't Bother Me in 1963. It was a period of rapid growth and development for Harrison, as he transitioned from a shy young musician into an integral part of the world's most famous band. During this transformative phase, the Beatles released their first single, Love Me Do, in 1962, followed by their debut album, Please Please Me, in 1963. These early successes marked the beginning of Beatlemania, a global phenomenon that would see George Harrison and his bandmates become cultural icons. Harrison's unique guitar playing blended rock and roll fervor with a growing interest in diverse musical forms and became a cornerstone of the Beatles' sound, setting the stage for their unprecedented rise to fame. Part 2. The Beatles' Global Domination and Harrison's Evolution, 1963-1970 
As the Beatles catapulted to the international stardom in the 1960s, George Harrison's role within the band began to transform significantly. While initially overshadowed by the prolific songwriting partnership of Lennon and McCarthy, Harrison steadily emerged as a formidable songwriter and innovative musician in his own right. During this era, the Beatles were at the forefront of the British invasion, captivating audiences across the globe with their charismatic performances and groundbreaking music. Albums like A Hard Day's Night in 1964 and Help in 1965 not only showcased the band's evolving musical style, but also highlighted Harrison's growing confidence as a guitarist and vocalist. Harrison's exposure to Indian music in 1965 marked a turning point in his artistic journey. His introduction to the sitar and Indian stringed instrument led to its inclusion in the song Norwegian Wood, This Bird Has Flown, from the album Rubber Soul in 1965. This incorporation of a non-Western instrument was groundbreaking and indicative of Harrison's willingness to experiment and push the boundaries of popular music. The year 1966 saw further evolution in Harrison's musicianship and songwriting with the release of Revolver. His tracks such as Taxman and Love You Too showcase not only his maturing as a songwriter, but also his deepening interest in Eastern philosophy and music. The Beatles' next album, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band in 1967, featured With You Without You, a song that further cemented Harrison's reputation as an innovator, blending Eastern and Western musical traditions. Harrison's spiritual journey also intensified during this period. His visit to India in 1966 and subsequent meetings with sitar maestro Ravi Shankar profoundly impacted his personal and musical life. He became a devoted student to Shankar and embraced Hinduism, a path that would influence much of his work and his life. Amidst the backdrop of the Beatles' growing creative differences, Harrison continued to assert his presence as a songwriter. The White Album in 1968 featured some of his most notable contributions, including While My Guitar Gently Weeps, showcasing his songwriting prowess and guitar skills. By the time Abbey Road was released in 1969, Harrison had firmly established himself as an equal songwriting force with the band. With tracks like Something and Here Comes the Sun becoming standout hits. The late 1960s also saw Harrison's growing disillusionment with the celebrity lifestyle and the pressures of being in the Beatles. He sought solace in his spiritual beliefs and his music, often using his songs as a means to express his innermost thoughts and feelings. As the Beatles era came to a close with their final studio album, Let It Be, in 1970, Harrison had evolved from the quiet young guitarist of the band's early days into a multifaceted artist with a unique voice. His journey with the Beatles not only revolutionized popular music, but also allowed him to forge an identity that would pave the way for his significant solo career and enduring legacy. Part 3. Solo Career and Spiritual Pursuits, 1970-1990s 
Following the breakup of the Beatles in 1970, George Harrison embarked on a prolific solo career that would further establish him as a significant musical figure. His post-Beatles release, All Things Must Pass, in 1970 was a monumental triple album that received widespread critical acclaim. The album, featuring hits like My Sweet Lord and What Is Life, showcased Harrison's ability to blend spiritual themes with mainstream appeal, solidifying his status as a solo artist. My Sweet Lord, with its overt spiritual messaging and blend of Western rock with Eastern influences, became a landmark hit, reflecting Harrison's deepening spiritual convictions. The song's success also marked a high point in Harrison's career, demonstrating his ability to connect with audiences on a profound level. The 1970s continued to be an eventful decade for Harrison. In 1971, he organized the Concert for Bangladesh, one of the first major charity rock concerts, featuring artists like Bob Dylan, Eric Clapton, and Ravi Shankar. The event aimed at raising awareness and funds for the refugees of the Bangladesh Liberation War showcased Harrison's humanitarian spirit and his ability to use music as a force for social change. Throughout the decade, Harrison released several albums, including Living in the Material World in 1973 and Dark Horse in 1974. These works often reflected his personal and spiritual struggles, balancing his material successes with his quest for inner peace. His music during this period was characterized by introspective lyrics and a continued exploration of diverse musical styles. The late 1970s and 1980s were a period of quieter output for Harrison. He released albums like 33 and One Third in 1976 and Cloud Nine in 1987, which were well received but marked a shift to a more low-key public presence. Cloud Nine in particular marked a successful comeback featuring the hit single Got My Mindset on Mew and the critically acclaimed When We Was Fab, a nostalgic nod to his Beatles days. During this time, Harrison also pursued other interests outside of his solo career. He co-founded Handmade Films, a production company responsible for several successful films, including Monty Python's Life of Brian in 1979 and Time Bandits in 1981. This venture showcased Harrison's willingness to explore creative avenues beyond music. Harrison's spiritual journey remained a central aspect of his life th throughout these years. He continued to study Indian philosophy and practice meditation, often visiting India and maintaining a close relationship with Ravi Shankar. His spirituality was not just a personal pursuit, but a guiding force in his artistic expression and worldview. In the late 1980s, Harrison formed the Traveling Wilburys, a supergroup with Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, Jeff Lynne, and Tom Petty. The group's two albums, Traveling Wilburys Volume 1 in 1988 and Traveling Wilburys Volume 3 in 1990, were both commercial and critical successes, demonstrating Harrison's ability to collaborate and innovate with a group dynamic, reminiscent of his Beatles days, but with a mature, reflective approach. 
Throughout the 90s, Harrison continued to release music, though his output was sporadic. He focused more on his personal life, family, and spiritual practices, occasionally appearing in public for special events or collaborations. This period was marked by a sense of contentment and reflection, as Harrison looked back on his career with a sense of accomplishment while continuing to seek spiritual growth and personal fulfillment. Part 4, Legacy and Passing, 1990s to 2001. The final decade of George Harrison's life was a period marked by introspection, a reconnection with his musical roots, and a deepening commitment to his spiritual life. Despite his retreat from the public eye, Harrison's influence in the music world remained profound and his work continued to resonate with audiences old and new. In the early 90s, Harrison participated in the Beatles Anthology Project, a comprehensive documentary and multi-volume set of recordings that provided an in-depth look in the band's history. This project, which brought together Harrison, McCartney, and Starr, reignited interest in the Beatles and introduced their music to a new generation. Harrison's contributions to the project were significant, offering insights and anecdotes that enrich the narrative of the band's legendary journey. Harrison's solo work during this period, including the release of Live in Japan in 1992, a live album recorded during his tour with Eric Clapton. This album showcased Harrison's enduring talent as a guitarist and a performer, capturing the energy and passion of his live performances. Throughout the 90s, Harrison's focus shifted more towards his personal life. He devoted time to his family, gardening, and spiritual pursuits. His home in Friar Park, with its extensive gardens, became a place of solace and reflection for Harrison, reflecting his love for nature and quiet contemplation. However, Harrison's life was not without its challenges. During this period in 1997, he was diagnosed with throat cancer, which he attributed to years of smoking. He underwent successful treatment, but the illness was a stark reminder of his mortality and led to a period of even deeper spiritual reflection. In 1999, Harrison experienced a harrowing attack when an intruder broke into his Friar Park home and stabbed him multiple times. Harrison and his wife, Olivia, survived the attack, but the incident left a profound impact on Harrison, reinforcing his beliefs about the impermanence of life and the importance of spiritual awareness. Harrison continued to battle health issues in the early 2000s, with the cancer eventually spreading to his lungs and brain. Despite his illness, he remained focused on his spiritual beliefs, often discussing life, death, and the soul with friends and family. George Harrison passed away on November 29, 2001, at the age of 58. His death was met with worldwide mourning, with fans and fellow musicians paying tribute to his life and legacy. A private ceremony was held according to Hindu traditions, reflecting Harrison's spiritual beliefs. Harrison's legacy extended far beyond his music. He is remembered not only as a pioneering musician, but also as a humanitarian, a spiritual seeker, and a loving family man. His contributions to music, from his innovative use of the sitar to his rich and emotive songwriting, have left an indelible mark on the industry. 
Harrison's journey from a young, shy guitarist in Liverpool to a world-renowned artist and spiritual explorer is a testament to his unique character and talents. His music continues to inspire, and his message of love and spirituality resonate with people around the world. George Harrison's life story is one of artistic brilliance, personal transformation, and a quest for deeper understanding, leaving a legacy that transcends time and continues to influence generations. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on George Harrison, a visionary musician and a member of the legendary Beatles. He's also who died today, November 29th. Additionally, if you enjoyed today's episode and want a visual of what George Harrison looked like, please follow our Instagram, whose period died period today. Lastly, make sure to rate us wherever you are listening and share with friends and family. Also, try to give us a like or subscribe. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we explore the life of another remarkable individual who made a lasting and indelible mark on history. I'm your host, Peter, and thank you for listening.